me is that this is the best day of my life. I'm so <laughs> fucking excited. Wait, oh my god, happy belated birthday. Thank you. It was your birthday two days ago. It was my birthday two days ago, and this is the best present I could ever be given. Stop. A platform to speak about Jurassic Park with my dear friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. I feel like I'm like in podcast mode. I said this too already, but my notes are like so sparse because I was just like really watching this movie really hard. I'm gonna... The thing about me also is that I'm gonna cry probably during this. <laughs> it's gonna be weird. <laughs> I've ne- no, I've never seen this movie before, and we like we haven't talked about it. Like, yeah, and I'm we haven't spoken about it. To we- I, I text no. you like every thirty minutes to be like, I'm crying again, <laughs> but like that's it. I mean, full disclosure, I just finished the movie like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> I'm freaking out. <laughs> it's so good. Did you like it? I liked it so much. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing my absolute mind. Okay, hi. I have so many feelings. Um, well, okay, so while we're at the beginning, yeah. Um, I don't have anything specific to contribute to the Chris Pratt hate corner <laughs> other than I think it's funny that <laughs> that he's in Jurassic World and we just Isn't it so funny? Cuz like a couple of my notes I was talking about Jurassic World and like and then Chris Pratt and I'm like, "Oh, fuck. Jeez." <laughs> you know, hey, listen. Listen. Thanks Chris Pratt for being the main theme of our podcast. We should file this podcast <laughs> under like celebrity gossip and horror Chris movies. Pratt. Welcome to the Fright of Your Life podcast. I'm Tara. And I'm Riley. And we're here to walk you through the 100 scariest movie moments of all time. As determined by the Bravo TV network in the year 2004. Yeah, baby. Um, So this week, on this week, we are discussing Jurassic Park, released in the year 1993, Directed by Steven Spielberg with a uh, a cream play. Hello. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's a, that's what it's called. <laughs> with a screenplay written by David Kep, based on the novel by Michael Crichton and um, Stan Winston's special effects, aka Dino Creation. Dinosaurs. I have so many things about <laughs> dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs. Devin Sauer. Devin. <laughs> also okay so some background on me um i'm a very big fan of queen the band um i yeah i love them so much <laughs> and i uh when bohemian rhapsody came out i like re-spiraled into my queen phase which originally i originally had at 16 but joe Mazzello um plays john deacon and john deacon's my favorite kind of i i can't pick but he's also my favorite <laughs> um and joe Mazzello plays little baby tim in this movie and i will absolutely not even for a second shut up about him because <laughs> he's, he's so, so cute good. he's so good he's in this so movie. good the kid actors are so um, good at kid acting yes and my mom was like tag him tag him so he'll listen and i'm like ah listen to the pod. So, Joe, if you're listening, you thank my mother. <laughs> We're the first people to ever say we like Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so true. Joe Mazzello has never once in his life been praised for anything he's ever done. He's going to be, she's going to be so excited. So, our favorite hidden gem movie, Jurassic Park. <laughs> Indie cult classic. <laughs> um, some background on me is that this is one of my all-time favorite movies. I'm wearing my Jurassic Park shirt now that none of you can see because this is an audio format. Um, But imagine if she had a shirt and it was a Jurassic Park shirt. Imagine that. And that's what's happening. I also mentioned this last week, but there was a time when I was a child where I watched this movie at least once a month for a very long period of time. And that's on taste, if you ask me. Yes. 
Absolutely. But I haven't really watched it in like at least a couple years, like maybe three years was the last time I watched it. So it was a delight to watch it again. And I was also really unprepared for how emotional I would be. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. I, I don't, I, I can't jump all the way in yet, but like I did cry at one point, um, yes. which is ridiculous <laughs> because, <laughs> and it's like, it was in the beginning. Like it was, I mean, it was because of the music. Right. Um, it, yeah. It's all, it's all, it's almost 90% of the time I cry. It's because of the John Williams score. Um, but, oh God, the other Joe Mazzello thing. Sorry, I keep bringing him up, but it's going to keep happening was that I was taking a film class when I was in 10th grade and um, we were talking about like tone and like how you can only like do so much when you're putting out creative work because like people will just take what they will from it. The big thing um, my teacher like talked about was the the electric fence and little baby Joe Mazzello flying off the fence and he said when he was in the theater people laughed and I was like and we and I had never seen it so I was like oh my god that's like how could people do that Um, and so I spent this whole movie being like electric fence electric fence electric fence. (laughs) I was also just really like, afraid I wouldn't like it. Um, that was because we didn't speak about it. So I was like, oh no. my God, Tara hated this movie and she doesn't know how to tell me. And I was so stressed out. The reality is that I don't know how to manage my time and I didn't know how to tell <laughs> Riley that. I'm lucky to have like grown up and like I'm a 24 year old woman now and I've learned to not take it personally when people don't like movies that I love or like vice versa like I don't take it as a personal attack like not every movie is for everyone like what like one of my favorite movies of recent time is Annette and that's a movie that oh is my God. not for everyone if I took it personally every time someone like called that movie <laughs> trash oh. doo-doo garbage I would be inconsolable <laughs> at this point <laughs> However, if you don't like Jurassic Park, there's something wrong with you. (laughs) (laughs) No, because it really is just so delightful. It's just Um, just so funny how it's the most perfect movie ever made. Like, it's just, I'm sorry. (laughs) So the movie opens in Costa Rica, I believe. Yeah, it's on Isla Nublar, which is a fake Costa Rican island. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And I also have to mention, I immediately screamed out loud at the sight of the title font. Like, it just... It just gets me, it gets me right in my heart. Um, so we picture me screaming as we enter the fictional island of Isla Nublar um, with some Jurassic Park employees, uh, dino handlers, I presume, by the Velociraptor cage. Yes. Oh, that's right. It is like that's the enclosure because it's, it's before the park has been fully developed and they're bringing those raptors in there mm-hmm. uh, and they all have like it's so funny they have like a little jurassic park branded hard hats which makes sense right like okay and then part of me like it's just funny because jurassic park obviously became this enormous franchise yeah but it also felt like it was a little bit like hey corporate america is evil oh, which i kind sure. of liked for yeah sure. um but right out the gate we have several osha violations <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, there's there's a dinosaur being kind of like not airlifted but like in a I kind of almost it's it's very similar like a space airlock thing they're trying to dock the dinosaur like cage box transport thing into the enclosure um and they're having some trouble and then it seems to sort of work yeah and so they raise the gate and then the dino is immediately acting up Uh, the whoa she's angry and She's it's this pissed. man who he had a fun. Oh, his name was Joffrey. I was like, Joffrey. <laughs> um, but Joffrey gets aided. Um, yeah, he gets pulled. 
but and like not Ooh. not to be this way, but one of the few black guys there gets no. You're the right. Cage. I and was like, I was like, am I gonna uh, calm down about this or not? Because like, because the thing is, this scene is so cool and it looks so cool. It's such a cool so sequence. Terrifying. But of course, like a black guy's the first person to die in this movie, and like yeah. it's the '90s. What did we expect? But worth mentioning. No, it's just like, oh god, it's worth it. Yeah, to mention it. Yeah. Um, but it is so scary because like you don't see the dinosaur at all. You just see this man getting like whipped around. You, yeah, it's literally, you just see him getting dragged away from camera. And then, like, he gets, like, dragged up the wall yes, of the, like... that's the best. He, like, starts at the bottom, and you just see his body go foom, up to, like, the top oh. of the cage. And then the handler goes, shooter! <laughs> shooter! <laughs> oh, but it's too late. It's too late it's to shoot her. sure too late. So the fr- I was like, is this about, like, workers' rights? Like, violations of workers' rights? And then I was like, is this about animal rights? <laughs> <laughs> A little of everything. And I settled on capitalism is evil, which like I say that in a goofy voice, but like, yeah, that's, pro- that's probably the big one. <laughs> yeah, that like and which I appreciate that that was there because I did not expect that. I thought it was just going to be like, look what happens when you fuck around with science. But it's like, hey, look what happens when you have no respect for human or animal life or like nature whatsoever. As I sit here in my Jurassic Park shirt, I would be remiss not to mention that. The thing about me is I would so go to Jurassic Park. Like, I would be like, this is so cool. And I would go see the dinosaurs and I would get eaten and I would deserve it. <laughs> That's the issue, though, is that, like, you're watching it and you're like, yeah, this is the coolest thing anyone's ever done. I want like, to go. Hypothetically. Of I course you do. Of dino course park? you do. Are you joking? I was, I was settling for, like, being like, oh, I want to go on the ride so bad. But isn't the ride not a thing anymore? If my oh, no, the Jaws ride's the not Jaws a thing. The Jaws ride isn't a thing anymore. The other because- Spielberg monster... <laughs> horror movie not a horror movie he seems to like have kind of learned from jaws for sure yeah it, like there's definitely and like not just with the animatronics though obviously i mean it's a decade a decade it's 20 years later so there's that cool. but um yeah <laughs> two whole decades sometimes i repeat your jokes and i want to punch myself <laughs> in the face <laughs> like it's not like to be like i just i'm like oh yeah yeah exactly but it's I never repeat your jokes, but I'll repeat, like, the statement of fact that you just, like, you'll, like, say what happens in the plot, and then I just say it again <laughs> as if I was not listening. <laughs> Listen, we're new to this. We're doing our best. Um, we're trying. It'll all, we'll edit it out. It'll all no, it's also so post. funny. Cause in the zombie episode, we talk so much about how, like, we're not the, like, go-to information centers on voodoo. And it's true, but I was like, damn, we talk a lot about, like, we spend a really we long sure time do. on that. We really had you a know whole what? corner. we did and why not um all right the point i was trying to get to that i got distracted from uh is that spielberg has learned a lot since jaws just in terms of like jaws had such real repercussions for sharks and like not that there's dinosaurs now to be the brunt of that but like that's one thing of like nature is terrifying but it's dinosaurs and then also like nature is terrifying and it's not nature's fucking fault right and then also like to talk about the jaws repercussions like the repercussions of this movie were that like a bunch of kids went to school for paleontology and like a bunch of like kids yeah. got interested in science and like wanted to become paleontologists paleontologists yeah yeah and like that's so cool yeah yeah um it's just yeah it's just nice i don't know um so i appreciated kind of like the world view of this movie not that i don't oh my god <laughs> um you know but I, there was something nice about it where it was like hey like when the, <sighs> i have an interstellar reference <laughs> but she has this great line where um Anne hathaway i mean has this great line where she says to cooper she's like um 
I mean, like, nature can't be evil. Like, it's formidable, frightening, but it's not evil. Um, and that's so this, I think. Like, get the monsters away. He's like, they're not monsters. <laughs> right. So, OSHA violations left and right. Yes. The workers are dead. The dinosaur is shot up, presumably. Yeah. Well, She's I don't fine. even know. Shoot her! But anyway, so <laughs> in the aftermath of this employee eating, uh, we meet a lawyer for the park investors named Donald Gennaro, I believe. Uh, yes. They just call him Gennaro. Right. Yeah. Um, and he explains that the family of this dead worker is suing, and this is making investors in the park nervous, and they are going to pull their funding unless it can be proven that this park is safe and people aren't just going to get eaten left and right. At which point I was like, is this a succession episode? Literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that's something as a kid, I definitely didn't understand investors and funding and lawsuits. Like, I didn't know... I didn't know what any of that was, but like I understood the characters and how the characters were relating to one another. Like you see this guy, this lawyer uh, in his suit and he's like slipping all around in the mud and on the rocks while he's talking to these blue collar guys. And it's like, that's what, that's what made sense to me as a kid. Not that like, Oh, they're going to pull their funding, but it's like how they move and interact with the space and each other clearly explains who they are. And that's like such a Spielberg thing of like, making things simple and clear you understand like exactly who people are and what they're about and like we can move on with the movie yes and it's not like it doesn't feel tropey either no it feels very natural like a couple times i was like god damn the acting is really good in this movie it is because that's the thing i mean i feel like there are very few complaints about jurassic park but like some people who want to complain about jurassic park say like the characters are boring and unrealistic and uninteresting because they're simple But I, I mean, I find them very realistic and like, I don't think simple is yeah. always bad. Like, especially when like your movie is like dinosaurs, like that's a lot to yeah, deal with and exactly. also have like 20 minute monologues by characters. Like you can't have it all. Right. No, exactly. But uh, yeah, also the characters, like I, if they were like having really complex things going on, it would be too much to deal right. with. I and I, I think they still do. Like, I yeah. think there are complex things going on. Yeah. They're just not like. It's like a character-driven drama. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm going to fight anyone who doesn't like Jurassic Park. No, that's the thing. The characters feel so... Li- they feel really lived in. They feel, they really feel like- so real. Whatever. Yeah. Make up a guy <laughs> to fight with. Guy who doesn't like Jurassic Park. Fuck. <laughs> um, um, but anyway, they need yes. experts to come to the park and give their like stamp of approval. And this mm-hmm. lawyer chooses bad boy mathematician dr ian malcolm yeah he does Um, and john hammond who's the owner of the park wants to recruit this paleontology team of dr alan grant and dr ellie sattler so it's time to meet those boys and murder (laughs) oh also um when um gennaro's like stomping around in the mud Mm -hmm. um they he goes into this mine and it's an amber mine yes there's this amber mine and they're like oh like, sh- like they're like take it toward the light and there's this big chunk and there's a mosquito in there mm-hmm. and i was like uh gross but i was like oh okay like amber like dinosaurs fossils okay and i was like this feels important but i couldn't figure out how it would be important yes and that's uh, another thing like it sounds silly to talk about things steven spielberg is good at as a director because obviously he's good at it <laughs> but like he's so good at introducing things well i guess this would be the screenplay but things being introduced early on to like, mm-hmm. like, remember this, don't forget this. And then it comes back later and it's not like a completely unfamiliar subject. Like they're not like yeah, mosquitoes. And you're like, where the fuck did that come from? Like you saw it. In the right. Beginning. 
and it makes you feel smart almost so like you know what I mean it's like yeah I noticed that and it's like it's cool and like you can hear people saying things in the background that like become yeah. important and you're like oh this is real life happening to me whatever it's a good movie shut up no it takes you it takes you on the journey (laughs) well that's the thing too because I of course like I came into this movie not knowing like the contents of the movie very well but there are like certain scenes that I was waiting for and like Mm -hmm. things that I knew would happen and so many times I was struck by how well this becomes a theme park ride right which I don't feel like that was intentional I don't think it's like they were planning on making a shit ton of money off this I mean like they were obviously but yeah they had to know I mean come on Spielberg they made so much merch they did which is funny because that little shot where they're going through the gift shop and I was like I've seen all these things before I was like I want it all absolutely it's cute but um but also the way that like they make it feel like a theme park ride because that's like what the movie is about like it's just cool it's just well done it's just good it's just good (laughs) why am I Um, angry (laughs) (laughs) um but okay so we move on from there we discover the amber and um we, I guess we, yeah, we go to the the dig site where um, Doctor Sattler and Doctor Grant are working. Are they doctors? They are. Yeah, yeah. Dr. They're doctors. Sattler and Doctor Grant, bone doctor, <laughs> at their dig site in Montana. And then some like fucking kid inexplicably shows up. Like I don't know whose child this is, but he shows up and he's like, "That doesn't look scary." And Dr. Grant's like, let me tell you something that'll make you shit your pants, kid. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to bully this child right now. Because we need to establish that Dr. Grant hates kids and he wants to yell at them. It's so funny, too, because Ellie's like, oh, Alan, don't. But does nothing to actually stop. Right. As he's like getting in this kid's face and being like, do you know how terrifying raptors are? And he tells us some things about raptors, like how they're very intelligent and they're pack animals with sophisticated attack patterns and big claws. Which he whips out of his pocket, (laughs) one such claw. And he's like slashing at the kid being like, they're not going to just go for your jugular like a lion. They're going to get you here or here. And like, I know he's not going to cut this child. And I know he's not getting anywhere near close. But I'm like, hey, guys, um, Alan's about to commit a murder. But it's so great how it's just like raptors are scary. Remember that for later. (laughs) No, and it's the thing too where it's like, and it's not gonna come at you from like, because it's like you're like you're staring down this raptor, and holy shit, is it scary? And that's not even the one that gets you to come from the sides, and you're like, oh no! But it's also like very, it's very vivid the way mm-hmm. he's describing it, so it really sticks with you, which is convenient, <laughs> which is good for later. <laughs> um, and it was at this point. Uh, what 10 minutes into the movie i was like oh i'm gonna spend a lot of this episode simping for laura dern and i'm right to yes because laura but heads up dern yeah god that's half of my notes are me just like writing in all caps like the names of the actors as they appear like just me (laughs) freaking out every 10 minutes basically dr grant terrifies the living daylights out of this kid and then ellie's like hey you could have pulled a gun on him if you wanted to scare him. Like, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah. And he's sort of like, well, fuck kids. And she's like, kids are great. What's wrong with you? And he's like, what, you want kids? And it's like, oh, is this the first time they're having this conversation? Right, right. In, the, in this manner. <laughs> but it's also like, it doesn't read as like, it's not like, oh, you want kids? And she's like, yeah, I do. Like, it's very affectionate and very much like, this is a conversation we can have later. Like, their relationship is very sweet. I I really like their relationship a lot and I like that 
it's never like clearly labeled like they don't yeah. seem to be married but they're definitely together and like they're because they're talking about like having kids and the prospect yeah. of having kids um but it's also like he's never like my girlfriend like they're they're just vibing no it's great um yeah and it's it just feels very non-toxic <laughs> like not to be it just feels real like they're just it does uh, real people in a real relationship yeah like it they, they and they just very f- they feel very much like on equal footing yeah like um which i was not expecting because i feel like most like male female relationships of any kind in any movie are kind of really unbalanced and this did not feel like that which was really nice to see yeah because i feel like it's easy to be like oh there's a lady scientist in this movie like that's enough like we did our feminism job but like she's also like <laughs> yeah. she's fun and interesting and like she's a real character and like I had this thought of like oh my god she's the heart of the movie which is such a thing that women get relegated to being and like that's not without its problems but also like I really like it too yeah about her like there's just great like she's just very funny and very normal and very real and I love her she's hilarious like she'll just make faces yes it's just she's she's so good she's so good and she swears so much I love her like anytime anything bad is happening she's yelling like the funniest swear word to pick at any given moment which she does in this moment because a helicopter appears blowing dirt and shit all over their dig site and so they go like marching into the like kitchen house there's like a shelter yeah an indoor thing like a like a like a trailer yeah like a trailer thank you (laughs) the word is trailer <laughs> Shelter. Your word is um, the secret word is trailer. But it's like she like bar they like barge into the trailer and Ellie's like, who the fuck is this asshole or something? Like, I mean, she doesn't say fuck, but she says who's this jerk? But it's like she just it's very comes cute. in so hot. And who is it? But it is John Hammond, played by Richard Attenborough. And he's just perfect. He's so much. I, this is silly and it took me a little while to realize why, but I was like, why does he remind me so much of Elton John? <laughs> and it's, it's, it really is. He's like, I'm like, I, and I don't mean this in a hateful way. I myself am kind of rotund, but he's just this like rotund British man. He's, well, he's Scottish, but still. Yeah. This, this rotund man from the United Kingdom yeah. <laughs> with like rings on his pinkies and a big gap in his teeth. And I'm like, that's Elton John. <laughs> Played by Sir Elton John. <laughs> Elton John made a dinosaur park. <laughs> um, but honestly, the vibe's like not that off because Hammond's like very weird and like, I don't want to say like flamboyant, but he's very like cavalier in his attitude and it does give off a little bit of that Elton John. He's like really charming and charismatic and he's in their kitchen like opening up a bottle of champagne and yeah, Sam yeah. Neil is like, yo, like what the fuck? We were saving that. And he says, for today i guarantee it and it's like yeah and like i know how this movie goes i know how it ends i know the park doesn't go well but like this shit gives me instant goosebumps he's so it's so good good. and the thing is the concept if it had been done right which is impossible but like the concept works really effectively it's just we just talked about how hard we would go to the fucking park we would go we would go but they basically are they're talking to him about it and he doesn't even really explain that he it's dinosaurs say, no, he doesn't like, say what kind of park is it and he says oh it's right up your alley but like doesn't explain what it is yeah and they're like well why would we be like approving a theme park like that doesn't make any sense and he's like well i'll fund your uh your dig and they're like oh i don't know and he's like i'll fund it fully for three years and they're like and they're like yeah ah! okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> laura goes the where's the jet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's so good and it's also like sweet 
because like she like jumps into grant's arms which is really mm-hmm. sweet because it's like this like is their like this is their life's work like they care about this a lot which was really sweet like That's, i don't like, know part of what makes me so emotional about this movie is just like this thing that you've devoted your life to yes and like it's just been like a concept of a thing because dinosaurs aren't around anymore like you right have access to them but then to be able to like see them and touch them and almost be killed by them it's like very <laughs> moving powerful stuff i think no it really is it's fucking incredible but before we can get to the park we have to meet dennis nedry who yes in we my do. notes i only call newman because he's also on seinfeld he plays oh newman. you're right i just i in my notes i have oh this i wrote i wrote oh no this guy he <laughs> is the butt guy. of every joke because that's that's what this ha- that's what this actor does. His name is Wayne Knight. I forgot about, but like, because yeah. the the thing I remember him most clearly from is Space Jam, <laughs> where he gets like inflated into a giant basketball and like deflated and like humiliated. I get sad, but he basically uh, he meets up with this like mysterious man in like a funky hat and sunglasses named Dod Dodson Dodson Dodson. And the guy's like, don't use my name. And he's like, everybody, we got Dogson over here. It's Dogson, Dogson, whatever the fucking guy's name is. He's so funny. It's, it is. He's hilarious. They're talking about basically transporting like dinosaur DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, they're doing like shady underhanded things for the park. But actually. <laughs> this is Hammond's business rival, basically, who has recruited Nedry to help him steal dino embryos. And the way they're going to do this is um, by, which is like kind of genius. It's, it's like, awesome. you ever, like, okay. Um, in Fight Club, they detailedly explain how to build a bomb, um, <laughs> like a, like a nitrogen bomb or something. I don't fucking know. Um, and I like, and like in the movie, they kind of explain it, but the book, it like goes so, like sincerely in depth. And I was like, how is this still in print? Right. Um, Cause it felt like it felt dangerous. Like, I'm, you know, I'm like a, just a dude. I'm just a fucking regular person. But I was like, if you give this book to like a real incel, which is probably the book's main audience uh, nowadays, like, mm. anyway, I say all this because they like, I mean, I guess the technology would be impossible, but they have this like genius way of transporting the dinosaur dna which is like in the bottom of a barbasol can yeah and like it um it's like a fully operating shaving cream can like you can squirt shaving yeah. cream out of it so like no one's gonna think shit about it yeah and like and he's like oh customs can even check it and like it like unscrews and like the temperature is i got the impression that the temperature is correct because the can is pressurized but i think it's just they built this very impressive little thing it's just awesome it's so cool but i was like i don't <laughs> don't tell anyone that but I, I guess know. also if you tried to take the bottom of a normal Barbasol can, it would probably explode. Yeah. Um, now maybe at TSA, they like check the bottom of cans. <laughs> yeah, right. Movie. They're like fucking Jurassic Park. God damn well, it. I think now you can't bring, you can't. Bring oh yeah. You can't bring aerosol cans on a plane. Happened. I'm an idiot. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I really spent so many hours not understanding that. I don't know. I don't take planes that often. I don't even, I just wrote that was Hammond's mistake. And I like, don't remember what the guy said that Hammond's mistake was. But it was like, I was like, basically, Nedry is like, he undervalued me. That stupid fuck. Yeah. Like, more or less. He calls me fat and makes fun of my mess, which like, you know, go off, <laughs> get your revenge, but maybe not <laughs> in like a way that'll also destroy the world. Yeah. Maybe like backhand. I'm real good. And then quit your job. Don't do yeah. this. Yeah. Um, Sue him for like workplace harassment. Right. Exactly. Um, or, you know, have a conversation. with him. <laughs> Call HR. Who's HR at Jurassic Park? 
Yeah, excuse me. And the next thing I have is Ian Malcolm, but I'm sure other things happened before No, that. now it's time to go to the park. I do, so I don't remember exactly how this goes. I just watched this movie. I was just so excited. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. So we're in the helicopter, and here's Jeff Goldblum. And here he God is damn in, it. like, peak Jeff Goldblum. Like, this is it. Yes. Oh, this God. And it. this is also... But the first shot of them in the helicopter, I remember now, is, like, kind of down in the corner where... Um, Alan is sitting and Laura's whole leg is in frame in a way that just felt so weird and like not in a sexualizing way I was just like why did you keep this just a weird shot it's just a weird shot but um yeah they basically zoom out I don't know they're all in the fucking helicopter Mm -hmm. um and we meet Ian Malcolm who is so much wilder than I fucking expected I know that's like this is like such a side note and maybe a hot take but I kind of like hate the recent memification of Jeff Goldblum. Like I yeah. just don't know like when that happened and why that happened. But like no, it's annoying. But like like this, like this this Jeff Goldblum I love so much. Like he's so sexy and so cool in this role. Yeah. It's so fun. He does this hilarious, intelligible laugh that goes on for like a minute. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I think He's so. Like, yeah. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> like for a minute. <laughs> He's like so slick and so dumb. At, like at the same time, I don't know how to explain it. Like he stutters a lot and it's that's like a thing like like smart people stutter a lot because I also kind of do that but it's like you're thinking so fast you can't get your thoughts out so he's like uh so um uh, yeah like it's just great it's so and it says often like stammering even when he's like aggressively hitting on Ellie or like doing doing anything right he's always like uh so anyway like it's just great very that and he's like, they're all introducing themselves. And he's like, I'm a K, I'm a math. Well, someone's like, he's a mathematician. He's like, I'm a chaotician. Yes. And it's the first chaotician. time he like gets to mention chaos theory for the first time. Yeah. But there's no time to get into that now because we got to land that chopper. Yes, we do. And there's a really funny moment that I think about every time I'm on an airplane now with um, Alan and his seatbelts. He only has two. He has like two. I was going to bring this up. <laughs> He's got the two, like, I can't think of a better way to say it than, like, the female ends of a seatbelt, yeah. seat which I'm like, which I always think about every time I'm on a plane, and now I'm like, is that a reference to, like, there only being female dinosaurs on the island, and, like, they can't mate and make dinosaur babies, and he only has two female ends of the seatbelt, and he can't put them together. <laughs> Tara put the microphone in her mouth. <laughs> I didn't fucking think of that. Um, that's crazy. That's like, honestly. Maybe that's it. No, I can. Sorry, I was talking while I was wiping the, my spit off the microphone. <laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. So, but so they're like they're like like lowering down. And he's like buckle your seatbelts. Um, and Ian buckles up very easily and everything. And then Alan's trying to buckle up, but he's like having trouble because he has the two like same ends of the yeah the seatbelts, and he like can't do it. And Jeff Goldblum was kind of like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, they have this whole silent eye exchange it's great. over the seatbelts, and it's so funny. And, like, to me, it was sort of like, look how cool and sexy Ian is. He can buckle his seatbelt and, like, fucking Alan bumbling around. He eventually ties them together, and, like, it's fine. Yeah. But it's just so That's funny. Every time I'm on an airplane, I think about that. When I pick up my seatbelt, I'm like, it's going to be the two. <laughs> That's No, it's so funny, too. because and it, But it feels like it's a thing that's, like, this guy's incompetent and, like, emasculated and... <laughs> totally. Which I probably not but also yeah like it was eh, come on 
come on <laughs> but it's still so charming somehow like i don't know um Oh God! And as they're going down, Richard Attenborough goes, yeah, "Hammond, excuse me." He goes, "Yahoo!" <laughs> this is he really does. funny. He's like, "Yahoo!" He says, "Yahoo!" <laughs> um, and they're they're so they're going, they're bumping on down, and they eventually land. Um, and I think it, it is this moment we first see the danger ten thousand volt sign, and I was yep. like, huh. <laughs> "It's a coming!" And like, obviously, it's supposed to be foreshadowing, and like maybe kind of innocuous because like, of course, they have electric fences. It's dinosaurs, but I was like, "Oh God!" Oh fuck! Here we go. But so now, now that we've arrived at Jurassic Park, it's time for one of my favorite scenes in a movie, literally ever. I cry every single time. It is so, and I think anyone listening, you know this scene, but we're still going to go through it in every glorious detail. Um, They get in their little Jeeps and they're driving through the park and I love it because Ellie has found this like leaf and she's yes. freaking out about this prehistoric leaf. She's like, how, like how, how this is impossible. This is like, yeah, she's like, this can't be here. Yeah. And she's freaking out. And you see like everyone else around her just like looking out the car in like shock and amazement. And Alan is like shaking and like taking yeah. his glasses off. And he's the one he like grabs the top of her head and turns, and turns her head. Her head. I'm like getting emotional. Why am I freaking out? No, it's so good. (laughs) And then she like her jaw just drops and it's like. And everyone's just like shaking and like stumbling out of the car. And Alan like falls onto his knees. He like can't stand up. And the camera pans around and there's just like a fucking brontosaurus there. And you know the song. The song is playing. It's like so sweeping. And like it's like overwhelming and just makes me. I just cry. I just weep. anyway (laughs) no this is when i cried i started crying it's so like it's amazing emotional because it's the thing we were talking about like this is the thing that their lives are about and like they're seeing one and 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 hammond goes welcome to jurassic park (laughs) like it's fucking and then it's when it swells up and like oh my fucking god it's such a there's such like a sequence of like incredible lines and it's like Jeff Goldblum he he goes you crazy son of a bitch and like everyone's just freaking out and John Hammond says something he like references the T-Rex and Alan's like you you say that again say that again and he just goes we have a T-Rex <laughs> it's, I just want to cry <laughs> and because the thing that makes it so good is because like and I and the C, the CG is amazing but they look good it, it does, but it's also like it's enough that it's like you're able to be like, okay, this isn't really happening because like, first of all, duh. But second of all, like, right, <laughs> it looks a little green screeny. I don't mean to knock it down or anything because it's it's really fucking good. But what sells it so fucking hard is the acting. Like it's everyone collapsing and like crying and like Jeff Goldblum when he says that you crazy son of a bitch thing, he like his mouth is like barely moving. That's something I was thinking about, too. Just all of them in front of, like, I presume a green screen. Just, like, falling to their knees in amazement. Like, that's so cool. (laughs) It's fucking... No, it's fucking amazing. It's... Oh, my God. It's everything. But, like, I'm going to talk so much about how good these dinos look, considering it's 1993. And, like, they still... Like like you said, obviously, they don't look real. Because, well, when we get into animatronics, I do argue they look like they're real. Absolutely. they're, They're just there. But like the CG, like you can, of course you can tell it's CG, but like it still looks good. Oh, absolutely. No, and then immediately I was like, I want to go there. I know. So <sighs> you're supposed to. Like that's the point. 
and basically i they're like huh and hammond gets them back in the car and they they like move into the visitor center I think. yeah he's like let me show you how i did all this and he yes and they're like please the what the fuck yeah um and then i wrote mosquito <laughs> Um, yes. because they're talking about DNA. Oh God. It's so, well, they go, he takes them into this little theater, um, where like presumably guests would go to also have this be explained to them. Yeah. After they fall to their knees in front of the brontosaurus. Right. And it's also good because like, it helps us hear it in a way that, so like it, it saves them having to be like, and the science and blah, 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 blah. Literally. It's so smart and so perfect. Just have this like five minute scene of Mr. DNA explaining oh my God. how the park works like i think so many more movies could save a lot of headache if they had like a brief informational video like this and then just carried on with the movie right it's just clever it's fucking cl- clever girl it's clever, clever girl. fucking exposition <laughs> um because also this exposition is like hundreds of pages of the novel i think that they really? cut down into like five wow <laughs> that's amazing which like good you should have no, that's like the thing with The Martian. Um, and it's something I love about that book is that like he really does go into the science in a way that like you can understand as like a lay person. But like that also very clearly like works and makes sense to the point that I was sometimes confused, but just kept going. And in the movie, it's hard to do that. Because like, like this is such a complicated concept. Like, yes, we've made dinosaurs alive again. Like that's exactly to explain, but explain it. They do. Yeah, well, it's also funny, too, because they're like, here he comes, and Hammond's like, well, here I come, because it's a little version of him on the screen, and he's like, and he goes, hello, hello, and (laughs) he goes, say hello, so Ellie's like, hello, and Malcolm just waves, (laughs) he's just like, he like toodles his fingers, it's so funny, Um, but he's like, oh, I have lines, (laughs) he like reaches for his little index cards and starts to explain it. Um, and then he like clones himself on the screen and it's very clever. And then Mr. DNA pops out and he's so Southern that it's actually crazy. (laughs) Dinosaur. Um, like it's fucking nuts. It's great. But he explains because they're talking about like blood and he'd like, they'd like prick the doctor's finger and clone him and everything. And so Ellie's like, well, how could you get the blood of something that's been dead for a hundred million years? Great question. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and uh which immediately gets explained that they were harvesting amber out of caves um and they're like you see mosquitoes they used to bite the dinosaurs <laughs> um and occasionally would land and sap and become like frozen in amber so they drill a hole in the amber right up to the very tippy top of the mosquito and extract the dinosaur blood from inside this petrified thing that is technically still kind of like alive, I guess. Which uh, Mr. DNA calls Dino DNA. You're right. <laughs> um, it's so funny. And then they um, they start to like spin the theater, which is very yeah. like, which is like such a theme park thing that happens in the fucking like the hall of um, presidents. It's like the hall of, Pro- oh yeah, the hall of presidents and like the fucking hall of progress or something at mm-hmm. Disneyland. Which honestly, I saw when I was a kid. And was like, this is cool. And then I saw it again as an like not an adult, but like as an older teen. And I was like, that's terrifying. It's like these really <laughs> scary animatronic people. Um. Anyway, but but speaking of which, <laughs> they pan the the theater spins and they're they're looking into a lab, and um, fucking Gennaro goes, are those autoerotica? Because he can't remember the name for like animatronic. animatronic. That's my note just says AUTOEROTICA in all caps. 
and Hammond's like, no, no, these are the real scientists. At which point Ellie is like, get me out of this fucking roller coaster. Yes. She's like ripping at the bars. And so it's like her and Ian and Alan all shove the bar off of them. They like break the ride and run into the lab. They're so excited. Ian goes one, two, three, and they just do it. <laughs> and Gennaro's like, they can't do that. And it's like, well, they fucking just did. <laughs> so they get into the lab. Um, and there's like a little announcement over the, um, but this isn't super important, but there's a little it's, announcement it's over so the, smart though. yeah, over the comms, like the boat to the mainland will be leaving in like 1800 hours or not in 1800 hours, but, but again, worth noting, right? There's like boats to the mainland and all that good stuff. It matters later. It does matter later. Um, and then we see BD Wong, who I was so excited to see because I love that guy. Yes. And this is great because Tara, are you familiar with Jurassic World? Have you seen those? Oh, no, I'm not. Is he in it? This character, also played by BD Wong, is in the Jurassic World movies. And spoiler alert for Jurassic World, everyone cover your ears. But he is the villain of Jurassic World. Like he's that the makes one who like, fucking keeps the parks sense. going. So I saw of course him, he is. Like, it's Henry! And I'm so fucking excited. No, it makes sense though, because he definitely like, because they're asking him kind of like moral questions and he's like, oh, fuck you. He's like, like, no, we're making dinosaurs. Are you kidding? Like, of course. He's very much like drank the Kool-Aid of like, yeah. this is okay to do. It's awesome. Um, and it's it's so cool. And, uh, and he's like, oh, an egg's about to hatch. And he's like, why didn't you tell me I'm supposed to be here? <laughs> he's like, I like to watch all the dinos be born. That was mommy? Sorry. Accent. Mommy? Sorry, Mommy? <laughs> Sorry, mommy. Sorry. Mommy, sorry. Mommy, sorry. <laughs> um, but really, the, the thing is, I made that joke um, in my notes. And then Hammond is like, they imprint on the first thing they see. It helps them to trust me. Yes. Which is interesting and smart. But also, when is he ever actually around the dinosaurs is my question. Yeah, but, like, I can't all right. think of seeing him interact with the dinosaurs ever, really. <laughs> but it does make sense of like what a like a, an enthusiastic but like very, very far removed park owner would do. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, like. In this scene and later in, like, the lunch scene, which we'll get to, mm-hmm, like, you mm-hmm. can really tell he does not have bad intentions. Like, he's not this super villain. He just, like, loves... He did something incredible. He, like, made dinosaurs alive again, and he wants everyone to be able to see that and, like, see how That's cool it is. That's the thing! Yes! God. It's uh, it's tough. It's so sad. It is. Um, But he's mommy. And, like, he's very much, like, he doesn't know what he's doing, but he cares a lot, I think. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Oh, but this is where we learn that all the dinosaurs are female so that there's no unauthorized breeding, ladies. And it's so funny because B.D. Wong says that and, like, really aggressively looks at Ellie and both men on the thing. Like He's like, no unauthorized breeding. He's like, don't fuck in the theme park. <laughs> no fucking allowed at Jurassic Park. Jason will come is... out of the lake. And Jason will come out of the lake and get your ass. But this is where we get the iconic life finds a way speech from jeff goldblum it's like basically like he ian thinks it doesn't matter that they're all female he's like oh no life life is gonna find a way which i meant to mention earlier um but when they're talking about the dino dna they also have to mix the dino dna with frog dna to complete the genome sequence genome sequence i said that with a lot of authority and i don't think that's real but oh whatever (laughs) that'll be important later so lock that away babes and they don't breeze over it. Like, there's, like, a little frog, like, cartoon, and yeah. they it's this whole thing. Also, the thing that's so great about the Life Finds a Way monologue is that he has this little stammering thing, so he goes, Life uh, Finds a Way. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. It's so good. Um, it's so funny how many, like, 
like truly iconic lines of dialogue are in this movie. It's like every scene, there's a line that you're like, oh, I've heard that everywhere for my entire life. Yes. So many of these things I remembered from, I was like, welcome to Jurassic Park and life finds a way and like the jello later and fucking everything. Hold on like, to your butts, like clever girl. Hold on to your butts, clever girl. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's crazy. Much. Um, And it's at this point where they're like, all right, let's go see this fucking shit. <laughs> yes. So uh, Sam Neill learns what well, they all learn. So they learn that they're also breeding raptors at this place, which makes Sam Neill immediately nervous. Because as we heard, because the baby is a raptor. That's right. The baby's a raptor. And as we heard, raptors are very scary. Yes, they are. Um, so they go and they meet the raptor trainer, which in Jurassic World, Chris Pratt plays a raptor trainer. Had to, had to mention the Chris <laughs> no, Pratt sorry. of it all. Yeah. And they, they continue to hammer home the point that raptors are very smart. And that's what makes them yes. so scary. Um, Muldoon, the, um, the trainer who was there when the guy died, he was shooter. Yes, he's shooter. (laughs) Um, but they, they basically like airlift this cow into the velociraptor enclosure. Lunchtime. Yeah, it sure is lunchtime. And they're all watching and like Hammond and Grant are both kind of like overjoyed by the like humanity of it. Not humanity. You know what I mean? It's, it's just so crazy that there's dinosaurs in there. There's a dinosaur there. Yeah, and Ellie's, like, it's so, like, good and specific how she, like, is making this face that very clearly transports, I don't want to see this, but I understand that this has to happen, you right. know? Yeah, totally. Um, It's just good. It's just good. Um, Also, <laughs> Hammond is like, do you want to go have lunch? We have chili and sea bass. <laughs> After raptor lunchtime, it's human lunchtime. Yes, and they, boy howdy, all go into this very dark room with a million tv screens like clearly for the investors it's like so beautiful i love it so much it's really cool but this is where he really wants to hear what everyone has to say until he starts hearing exactly what he didn't want to hear right wherein well so basically also it's interesting because mr lawyer man Gennaro is like oh we could charge like two thousand dollars a day ten thousand dollars a day like people will pay whatever like they'll do it and he's right, absolutely. But um, Hammond makes a point to be like, this isn't only for the super rich. Like, I want everyone to be able to experience this, which is like very sweet and everything. But it's in Costa Rica, buddy. He's like, we'll have a coupon day. Like, f- it's, it's so- inherently inaccessible. Exactly. But he wants it to be accessible. Which is like what we were talking about earlier. Like, he just wants people to see the fucking dinosaurs. So really, he could have just released this movie, and then it would have had similar effects. Ian Malcolm is yes. the first one to really go in on him, pointing out the danger of trying to harness nature in this way. And this is where he has like one of the best fucking lines of the movie, where he says, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether they could, they didn't stop to think if they should, which is like the fucking crux of the film right there. Ooh, it's so good. It's so good. It's like so fascinating. It's just, it's... Ah! <laughs> And he's like talking about, he's like, he's like, listen, like, oh, because um, Hammond's like, well, if I made a big flock of condors, you wouldn't be so upset. And he's like, condors are like near extinction because of deforestation. Like, and he's like, (laughs) he has this like dinosaur eugenicist moment where he's like, nature chose to wipe these things out. (laughs) But also like, they're dead. And if they weren't dead, we would not be here. Like, as we will learn, we cannot coexist with dinosaurs. Yes, we simply just can't. And he's like, oh, but it's progress or something. And he's like, 
he says something really interesting and like so disturbing at the same time but that's really important where he's like it's this like horrible penetrative thing that like scars like what it leaves behind and he's like you call it progress i call it the rape of the natural world and you're like oh he's very right it's it's very like it's very evocative in a way that's like upsetting but importantly so i think yeah right because it is like the the circumstances are dire like this is pretty it's um, no it's true a crucial moment but basically all all of the scientists agree that it's dangerous some more reluctantly than others but they're all pretty much like yeah this probably um this is probably not super safe and that's when Hammond like kind of turns a little bit because he's like like I brought you here to put your seal of approval on this park and now you're not doing that and it's like yeah John because it's dinosaurs (laughs) (laughs) and then he makes this like like hilariously bad segue not like but it's just uh, the logic of it is very missing and he's like well I'm gonna test it out on its intended audience since you guys don't agree and he's like uh, he's like Jenkins get my grandchildren or fucking whatever (laughs) my grandkids are here let's see if they like the dinosaurs yeah and it's like what do you fucking think but everyone runs outside uh and I wrote in all capitals baby Joe there he is because here comes baby Joe Mazzello and he's the cutest little thing I've ever seen in my life he's so cute and Sam Neill immediately like shits his pants because he is more scared of children than he is of raptors he is and also Tim loves Grant he's like studies his thing and he's like following around following him around um and he's like I've read your book and my teacher says it's another book by a guy named Backer and like he says this other thing that you don't disagree like you disagree with and I was really curious because the book is really fat and your book's thin and like it's so funny he's like his biggest fan and they're all um they're split up into like two cars that are gonna they're um like automated cars that are gonna take them around this track to go see the dinosaurs <laughs> and it's so funny grant will like get in a car and tim follows him in and so he gets out and he goes into the other one tim follows him and he's still like talking the whole time and he gets out and he's like um tim which car are you gonna go in and he just looks at him and says whichever one you are and like it's so sweet i just want it's to so earnest lie. Like, he doesn't get that this man doesn't like him. Like, he doesn't understand. It's so good. And that's, like, so much what, so much what I love about Tim, so much what I love about this movie is, like, it is earnest and, like, pure and childlike. And that's just, like, what this movie's all about, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah! It's fucking amazing. Oh, and then he turns around and the granddaughter is there. And she goes, she said I should ride with you, that it would be good for you, she being Ellie. Does he end up riding with the kids? He doesn't ride with the kids. He puts them in a car and closes the door and gets in the other one. It's so funny because Ellie's like looking at him through the window and I was like, God, she's so hot. <laughs> I know. And then the kids are in the one car and um, the granddaughter, which I'm forgetting her name. Lex. They're in the car and the granddaughter Lex goes, an interactive CD-ROM. <laughs> like she's so excited. Yeah. <laughs> she does. She's like, look, you can just touch the screen that tells you anything you want to know. And I'm like, I yeah. love 90s tech, baby. It's it's cool. I mean, like, and it's so funny. It's so boxy. And, like, because I remember museums having those. And it was, like, glass. And you had to tap really hard. It and, is like, cool. You know. And basically they cut to um this, like, the, like, tech room, I guess. Um, and Hammond's in there with um Nedry and another scientist or dude. Or maybe Muldoon. Like, somebody else is in there. And Samuel L. fucking Jackson. Yeah. Hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts. I feel like it. it's just so funny because that has to have been written down as like, hold on to your asses or something. Hold on to your butts. 
It's great. He says it twice, doesn't he? He does. He says it two times. He says it much later. At like such a crucial moment. It's no, it's hilarious. It's great. He also just has a perpetual cigarette in his mouth, which I think is yes, really funny. And he talks with it so fluid. Like it never falls. It's always just bop bopping around while he talks. It's amazing. It's just always there. It's funny. It's actually here that it's revealed to us that Nedry, the guy with the shaving cream can, works in the control room and that oh, he right. works at Jurassic Park, which like we probably knew, but we 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 don't get told that until right now. I didn't realize I thought he was a competitor. I thought he was like a disgruntled former employee who already had the DNA. I had no idea. The camera pans around to him in the little control room and he's like head of IT at Jurassic Park. Yeah. I, I'm like tripping over myself to mention this because it's so fucking cute. But when the cars start moving and like you can tell it's improvised, little little baby Tim just goes, a ghost, a ghost driving. It's so cute. <laughs> Like, they cannot comprehend self-driving cars, which, like, fair. It was 93. Exactly. Like, it's a go-kart, kind of. Oh, God, it was just so cute. And he's also, like, he's, like, doing it to be funny. You can see. It's just, like, their sibling thing is really well acted. I just. Yes. These kid actors are fucking talented. They're so good. And that's why they picked Joe Mazzella to play John Deacon in Bohemian. That's why. They they said, I've seen (laughs) Jurassic Park. Um, But then we cut to the grown-up car, basically. And this is, it's another like iconic sequence of dialogue um, so good. where they're talking about how like uh, dinosaurs, I don't even remember how it goes. I just know it ends with woman inherits the earth. He says, God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man <laughs> creates dinosaurs. And he goes like dinosaurs destroy man. Oh no, 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 no. He stops. And then Laura Dern goes dinosaurs destroy man woman inherits the earth <laughs> like so how good. can one movie have so many iconic quotes it's amazing yeah. holy shit and then it's to so follow good. that up it's time for chaos theory yes. while they're waiting for because they pull up to like a dinosaur cage and they're waiting for the dinosaurs to show up so they're just talking about chaos theory and like i'm so sorry to say i'm neil but like i need ellie and ian to like fuck right now there's so much sexual it's tension hilarious well i was also like if a strange man touched me this much i think i would fucking hurt him he's like, he's like playing with her hair and then like dripping water on her hand to illustrate chaos theory like okay guess which way the water's gonna roll when i drop it on your hand and like it goes a different way every time because chaos theory but it's like so sexy and it's so funny because then she goes alan look at this like, yeah, 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 yeah. Look at this. Look at you two eye fucking each other. It's so funny. But it's not like she's like, oh, uh, uh, my my partner. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, she's very earnest. They're like, oh, this is crazy. She's like, chaos theory, babe, look at this. But then he responds by leaping out of the moving car. <laughs> and Malcolm's like, now see who could have predicted that Dr. Grant would jump out of a moving vehicle. Chaos and then theory. Ellie runs out right after him and he's like, and who could have predicted that? And then he's like, <laughs> and now I'm alone in a car talking to myself. And that's great. <laughs> and like, and that's, that's the chaos scene. theory, baby. Oh, they're talking about like, trying to lure that because the T-Rex won't come out. And they're like, they, they're like, oh, we're going to tempt the T-Rex. And I'm like, maybe don't. Um, but they like release a goat chained to a pole. And they're like, that's not what the T-Rex fucking wants. It wants to hunt. It doesn't want to be fed. But th- that's they move on from there and then the whole conversation happens (laughs) and then we jump out of moving vehicles because there's a triceratops i think yes yes i'm i'm bad at what dinosaur is what but there's a sick triceratops oh god and the kids run out too and and grant like immediately holds them back 
Um, and I was like, he has dad instincts. But then also I'm Lex, like refusing to let go of his hand. Like she's just yeah. holding his hand so tight. Yeah, she's like, that pretty blonde lady said you're my dad now. And, like, if Laura Dern told me to do something, I, too, would also do it without question. So Absolutely. Can't blame her. Um, and this is one of the animatronic dinosaurs. Oh, my and God, like, it's incredible. It's, and I know, like, it looks real because it's real because it's a real animatronic. But, like, it looks alive. Like, it, that's it's, a dinosaur. It's there's this really great moment where um, Grant just like throws his body, not like hard, on top of it. He's just like right. hugging her because he goes like, she was my favorite when I was growing up. It's so tender. And it's breathing and he's just going up and down. But what happens is the reason Laura Dern is perfect is she kneels down beside the Triceratops and she goes, hi, baby. Um, and it's so sob. like and she, she this like perfect single tear rolls down her cheek like it's right. fucking incredible. Because you're cuddling a dinosaur. And then I don't even know why, but Ian comes along and I wrote, Jeff Goldblum is doing such a specific thing and it's so good. He's so specific. And because then Laura Dern is like, we got to figure out what's wrong with this dinosaur. Show me where her droppings are. (laughs) And Ian's just like, hmm, dino droppings. Like he's so disturbed by the fact. He goes, did you say droppings? Droppings? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dino droppings he never gets through a sentence without stuttering a little bit or something and it's so it's it's very john pruitt and midnight mass not to say shit like that again but it's very like <laughs> i'm not gonna say the lines is written i'm gonna say them how a fucking freak would say i'm gonna them. take 10 minutes to say one sentence and it's really good yeah it's really effective she's just elbow deep in the shit in little gloves and then takes off one of the gloves and holds it in her bare hand and he's like, you are going to wash your hands, right? I'm like, shut up. Of course she's going to wash her hands. Well, actually, she might not have time to. Things get a little hectic after here. Maybe she doesn't wash her hands. Oh, and we cut back to the lab, don't we? Right, because they have to cut the tour short because there's a big storm coming. And basically most of the employees leave to get on the boat to the mainland. There's only like a few stragglers left. And Ellie wants to stay and continue digging through the dung. And so she stays with the veterinarian and the rest of the group. They get back in the car to carry on. And Dr. Hammond is like so sad that this tour had to be cut short because like they didn't see the T-Rex. They didn't see they just had like a sick triceratops and that was it. Yeah. He's so upset. And Samuel L. Jackson says, could have been worse, John. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it could have. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's funny, too, because at some point while they're setting everything up, there's some like electrical problem with the headlights. Like it's not major, but Samuel Jackson's like we have all the major problems of a theme park and a zoo, Um, which is so true. And like there's something so zooish about the animals not coming right up to the gate, you know? Yeah. Um, Which is so good. But um, also at one point, Nedry is doing something. I don't think he even starts fucking around at this point, although he might. But I was like, I have his same jacket. (laughs) Oh, really? Just for fun. Yeah, the little gray. I have it. It's the Steve Harrington jacket. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So, this- so uh, good for costumes. Because anyway. <laughs> this is where Nedry starts sweatily making up an excuse to leave. And it's also so why funny. the systems will be down for 20 minutes. And he's like stammering on like, oh, nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. Should be. It might, things might go down for 18, 20 minutes. Nothing to worry about, though. They'll come back up. It's fine. Uh, anyone want a soda? He's like, I ate uh, too much sweet stuff. I think I need something salty. So I'm going to go to the vending machines. Uh, and like, no one bats an eye. They're like, all right, see you later. <laughs> I know. Like, no one gives a fuck. Like, dude, just be like, um, I'm going to go grab something to eat. Uh, by the way, 
rebooting the system. Some stuff might go down. Nothing to worry about. Okay, bye. But he is too sweaty and scared about executing his dino heist. <laughs> um, and they cut back to the car um, where everyone's just kind of waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <Sorry>. um, <laughs> no, you're right. Um, and Grant and Malcolm are talking. And <laughs> Grant's like, oh, you have kids? And he's like, hell yeah, I have kids. <laughs> <laughs> I got three of them. Um, and like, there is a little thing of like, it looks like he does love being a dad, but also part of, I mean, like, I, I don't know though, but also part of his like, yeah, I have kids. I love to fuck. Yeah. Very much that. It's so hysterical. Oh, and this is when Ian asks Alan if Ellie is available. And like, yeah. this is dumb and like so silly, but I find it no, no. really hot the way like Grant gets so macho and being like yeah we're together like he's so aggressively and he like shifts the way he's sitting to, like make himself look bigger to be like yeah no, no you're absolutely goes, oh, right we're the two of you together and he's like yeah like so manly about it which yeah like, yeah it's so dumb and silly but i'm like that's hot <laughs> well hilariously the thing that i was like that's so hot is when ian's like oh god of course i'm sorry like he's <laughs> like he's like sorry i've been creeping on your girlfriend in front of you for several hours like he's right. not like i'm gonna steal her he's like oh shit okay like, oh, okay noted moving on he's like ah oh, god damn it that's embarrassing like which i was like okay humility <laughs> like, right. not at all but okay but now we get into briefly a lot of cutting back and forth because it's Nedry yes. like struggling in the rain, like really having a tough time executing this heist. His car is like skidding all around the place. I think he like crashes into a tree or something. Um, yeah, yeah. And he like knocks down the sign that tells him which way the uh, docks are. Right. He um, doesn't know which way to fucking go with his embryos. Yeah. I also was like, I was like, the greed of man. And then I was like, also the greed of Barbasol, who must have made so much money off of this, if that's a real company. Um, And then back in the control room, they're like, hey, all this shit's turning off. We kind of need some of this to be on. Like, the dino cages, ideally, the locks need to be on. Um, So you try, like, going in and doing the code. But he has this fucking, like, bug set up where if you try to adjust his code, it's just like this animated image of him going ah 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 you didn't say the magic word on repeat oh my god it's exhausting and we only have to deal with it for like 30 seconds and i was losing my mind it's like psychological warfare and we come back and it's still going at some point (laughs) (laughs) um but so that happens and then we cut back to the cars and um tim is noodling around and he finds this like big headset um, and he's like, ooh, night vision. Because the power is out, so yes. the cars have stopped. And they're stuck on the track waiting for the power to come back on. Right by the T-Rex enclosure. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> me calling them enclosures. My we bought a zoo ass. Not that that's not zookeeper talk it. in general. It probably is. It's just funny. It's like, don't call them cages. Um, I mean, they're really not. They really are like thinly wired across <laughs> giant swath- yeah. swatches of land. Yeah. But he's like, oh, cool, night vision. And he, like, looks back into Grant and um, Malcolm's car. And I was like, wouldn't it be really funny if they were just making out in there? (laughs) kissing. Those guys are kissing in there. (laughs) He's like, oh, wow. (laughs) Because here's the thing. I know I'm probably making something where there is nothing. But there's just, I mean, there's a lot of chemistry between them in a non-romantic and sexual way. But I was like. And, like, Jeff Goldblum especially in this role, just like oozes yeah. sexual tension with everyone he speaks to. Exactly. It's impossible not to because it's yeah. this whole thing. Right. He's like, I'm always looking for a future ex Mrs. Malcolm. And I'm like, yeah, that's all right. 
it's just so funny but anyway so he finds these like night vision goggles it's just like tim is like dinosaur boy yeah so he's like looking around and Gennaro's like put that down that's expensive right um and then they're there in the car and he's like he just stops and he's like do you feel that and lex is like what I know like an hour ago I said that the welcome to Jurassic Park scene was the best scene of all time, but we're quickly at another best scene of all it's so good. time. So Lex is like, feel what? And he goes like the water and they look and they have these little cups of water sitting on the, um, the dashboard and they're like quivering. It's, uh, it's such a perfectly crafted scene. Cause you see, you see the water quivering and then Tim with his night vision goggles looks out the car and you can see the goat that was on the chain for the T-Rex is gone. And the chain's just like swinging in the wind. And you're like, huh, that's weird. He's like, where'd the goat go? And then a goat leg slams onto the top of the roof of the car. (laughs) Which is a window also for what it's worth. It's all windows. So you can look out and see all the dinosaurs, but it's a fucking car made of windows. Blood's like seeping down the side. Um, And like the leg slams down. They're like, ah, and then immediately the T-Rex is there chomping up that fucking goat. There's just a T-Rex. There's a T-Rex right fucking there. Oh, it is it's so, so scary. Good. So scary, in fact, that the lawyer books it out of the fucking car. He takes oh one God. look at the T-Rex and he just runs away. And Lex is like, holy shit, he left us. Like, we, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry again. No, like, it's terrible. Two kids being like, he, like, he is the, I'm crying. This is weird. Like, he is the no. grown up in this situation and he left us. It's no, it's terrifying. It's horrible. <laughs> like, it's so scary. It makes me cry. <laughs> no, because these kids are like, we're going to die. And the thing is, like, of everyone, Tim should be dead. Like, I'm sorry. This kid has so many aggressively terrifying brushes with death. And like, this is I like know. partially I love this actor, but also like, oh, my God, sweet little baby boy. Stop doing this to him. <laughs> And, like, this scene is so scary because these kids look so fucking scared. Oh, my God. And, like, it's they're crazy. in such... They're in so much danger. There's a T-Rex. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it, like, crashes it because... Oh, God. And so we cut back to Grant and Malcolm's car, and they're like, don't fucking move. It's a T-Rex. Right. So a T-Rex can't see you, which I learned... I think a lot of people learned from Jurassic Park. A yeah, T-Rex yeah. can't see you if you don't move. But the kids don't know that because they're fucking kids. And they're left alone in a car. Exactly. And, like, Tim might, but Lex, like, gets out a flashlight. And she's shining it, trying to, like, find Gennaro or, like, anyone. Yeah, like, they're doing their best. They're kids. And, like, she and, like, the dinosaur, like, notices it and, like, turns towards the car. And, like, Tim's, like, diving over the seats, like, turn it off, turn it off. And she's, like, I'm sorry. Like, it's horrible. Yeah. And the car door is fucking open. Yes. Because he left the door open when he ran away from the kids. And so Tim's, like, oh, shit, this door's open. And so, like, it makes sense. He wants to close it. Yeah. But then that's, like, a very sharp movement that gets the T-Rex's attention. And it, like, snaps its head over. And it, like it's like messing with the car and it's like nudging it with its nose and like sending it all over the place and just fucking roaring like yes the T-Rex ro- i've seen this movie many times i was jumping every time that it's so fucking loud and no scary. and they're covering their ears and screaming and i'm like please stop screaming please stop screaming but how are they supposed to fucking stop screaming exactly and so then the the car gets like flipped over by the t-rex and yeah it like pushes Grant. the window in and like it's like, and they're literally their little hands and feet on this pane of glass trying to push the entire face of a T-Rex away from them. It's so, it's terrifying. It's, no, it's like harrowing. And so the, the kids are like 
almost getting crushed by a car. They're like underneath the car. It's like spinning yes, it around. Yes, it keeps stepping on it. Yeah. Uh, it's so scary and sad. They're so fucking scared. And so Alan and Ian are like, fuck, like we got to do something about this. So Alan pulls out a flare and he runs out of the car and he distracts the tear. It's kind of like with a dog, like when you're waving something in a dog's face, like play fetch with it. That happens like, a couple times because... Nedry does that with the stick. Well, that'll come up yes. later. He's waving the flare and gets the T-Rex's attention and throws it. And the T-Rex starts going after it. Like, it seems like that would work. But then Ian also, like, gets a flare and starts Because he's like, oh, shit, it. that makes sense. Right. Which, like, 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 yeah, he fucked up the plan. But, like, it makes sense. He's like, I have to do something right now. Like, these yeah, kids children are about to die. T-Rex. Yeah. <sighs> so then the T-Rex turns its attention on ian with the flare and is just chasing him and ian's just like running he's like i don't fucking know what i'm doing but go get the kids <laughs> exactly and grant's like throw the, like throw the flare get rid of the flare and he's like just go and so he gets knocked out ian does i was like oh my god did he just fucking die <laughs> right well because he looks pretty he's very prone he looks a little dead yeah um, but as he's running, he leads the T-Rex to this, like, outhouse, which is where the lawyer went to go hide. And he's, like, yeah, sitting on the toilet. And the T-Rex is like, oh, you seem like a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. The T-Rex is like, hey, you left those kids in that car. Well, you know you. what the T-Rex does? Dinner time. Din, din, dinner. <laughs> he chomps that outhouse right up out the ground. And, and then like, he chomps good. up that man. Yeah, th- it really it looks, looks good, good. there. Like, that's one thing I feel like could have looked bad. The T-Rex stuff looks so fucking good. Like, he's... Sometimes the brontosauruses don't work for me. I don't know why. (laughs) That's fair. But, like, the T-Rex flinging this guy all over the place looks good. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's great. No, it's incredible. Um, God. (laughs) So, Grant basically um, is at the car, and he's able to get Lex out from underneath, but by this point... Tim's um, legs are, like, pinned under the car, Yeah, he's like, the seat has my legs! (laughs) Like it's just so heartbreaking. <laughs> no, he's such a little baby, and he's literally in such life-threatening peril. Also, he should—I'm gonna say it right now—he should have died. Like, there's no way he could have realistically survived this. Yeah, like his legs are stuck like, under God, the seat. He's, he's being crushed. Dead, but... I, no, exactly. But it's like him surviving is—I—I I don't buy it. You know what I mean? That's the one thing. I'm like, that couldn't happen. Oh, for sure, for sure. But at least he's alive. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah. He is. It is. Um, and this is like, I just love the trope so much of Dr. Grant. Like, I hate kids, but I would die for these kids. Like, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I love it so much. No, it's fucking excellent. Um, So he gets Lex out of the car. Tim is trapped. And then the dinosaur like comes back over. It's like, oh, well, Ian Malcolm's passed out. I just ate that fucking lawyer. Like, time to fuck around with these yum, kids yum. some more. Treats over here. Exactly. So this is when he starts, like, it's spinning the car and Grant and Lex have to keep running back and forth, not, like, to try to not get crushed by it. Yes. And eventually, like, there's no option but to just, like, leave Tim there, basically. Right. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. He's like, we have to, like, jump over this wall and just, like, we have to, he's like, I can get one kid out of here. We gotta go. And then the car gets knocked off of the, uh, like, road and falls down into a tree like and like it's not luckily it's not super far like the tree's pretty tall and the car just kind of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like lands like kind of yeah. softly in the leaves i guess yeah i mean it's it's it very much like surfs down and just kind of stops like it's not 
bang crash oh my god but still but oh my god and they're like on this wire and they're like having to and he's like ellie (laughs) that's that's not the right (laughs) one he's like let's grab the rope and the car is getting closer and closer to falling and they're swinging back and forth and she's screaming and crying and it's raining so it's wet like oh my god and her like arms around his neck so she's like choking him out also he's like i can't fucking breathe please grab onto the wire It's so crazy. Oh, my fucking uh, God. Uh, but then we, like, we cut away right here, which, like, kills yeah. me. It's, which, like, I get it. Like, that's how movies go. But I know. But <laughs> it's, it's so yeah. Rough. As you've perhaps gathered, um, Riley and I have a lot of feelings and thoughts about this movie. <laughs> so this episode is going to be a two-parter. I got, I got um, too many notes, folks. I got too much to say. <laughs> I got too many feelings about little baby dinosaur boy. And Indeed adult big dinosaur adults (laughs) that also (laughs) um so this is where we will leave you for today um and tomorrow you can expect part two the thrilling conclusion of jurassic park uh we thank you for being on this journey with us yes an extended journey it may be but who doesn't love a little supersized jurassic park nothing better nothing Nothing better better so until tomorrow please rate review subscribe all the things you can follow us on twitter and on instagram at fright your life and we'll see you back here tomorrow same time same place same movie different day as we try to give you the fright fright of your your life life. i forgot (laughs) no it's okay (laughs) yahoo Okay, bye. See you tomorrow. Bye. Miss you. Love you.